The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Yeah, welcome to another episode of the Pick 6 Podcast and YouTube show. We are proud partners of Underdog Podcasts. You can't find it anywhere else other than uh, Underdog Podcast, Apple iTunes, and um, YouTube. It's uh, youtube.com slash the underdog. Search for us. Uh, you're probably finding this. Most of the people listen to us uh, thanks to some Facebook stuff. So welcome. Hope you like the show. You were listening. I am Sean. This other fellow here with the Packers helmet behind him is Brad. Nice to meet you if this is our first time. Nice to meet you. Uh, quick rundown of the show for all the newbies out there. Um, so Brad and I have a, a podcast uh, called Get Paid. Uh, it's a really good po- Well, at least well-rated. I don't know if it's really good, but it's well-rated um, on iTunes. Uh, we've been doing it a year. I do some daily fantasy stuff. We do some gambling stuff, obviously. Uh, we do game-by-game previews, which you can see on this channel as well. It's all in the Week 6 playlist. So if you go to the underdog, first of all, subscribe, obviously. Then um, they go to the playlist and uh, you know run through those game previews. They're usually like two to three minutes where we make the the pick kind of the first impressions of the week then we sit down let it simmer and then we pick our top six pit bets and then i give you my top six daily fantasy budget plays um if you're trying to find good bang for the buck so anyway that's enough of my spiel brad how are you doing tonight i'm great brother it's good to be here and uh hopefully we get to six picks today yeah we do we We do we have them we have the six picks yeah okay so we're we're at six on the on the on the button. Correct? On the button, yeah. Um, I've come around. Actually, the, what we did. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll. I don't want to spoil anything in the show, okay. but I came around on one of your picks. Um, I'm not totally in agreement with it, but my computers, um, my analytics agree completely with you. You agree with it. I'm a little on the fence about it personally. I'm not going to wager my money on it, but that is one of our six. So I came around to your side on one of them. Beautiful. Uh, So we have, um, we're recording this on Thursday before the Thursday night game, everybody. Uh, So we don't have any insight to the uh, the Patriots and the Giants. What I will say is after looking at the injury report, Brad, Evan Ingram's out. Sterling Shepard is out. Saquon Barkley is out. Wayne Goleman is out. Mm. It's only John Hillman at running back. Uh, Rhett Ellison will be filling in for... um, uh, what's his face, uh, Evan Ingram at uh, tight end, and the receivers are basically going to be Slayton and Golden Tate. I don't see how uh, New York moves the ball, but we'll see. That line is 17 and a half. Uh, beforehand, I was kind of on the fence. I had it at 27 to 9, um, so I still favor New England. I'm a little bit more on New England side. I think you're on New England, right? Or are you taking the Giants? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I took the Giants because... Yeah. Uh, you hate the big, big line, lines. Man. I, I hate yeah. the big lines. I just do. Yeah. And, I don't... Uh, you know. I don't. I, I, it's not like I'm putting money on this one. I mean, it, we, we'll make the picks and everything. I was 11 and four. It's not like I bet on all 11 games. Thankfully, the ones that I picked, you know, I didn't pick all four losses or something. We went five and one last week on the show. Um, the pick six. I was 11 and four. I can't remember what you were, Brad. I can't remember if you were like. I thought you were closer to 500, but still um, profitable. But I know we Look, as, a, took, as a unit. Uh, the first bet I took in a long time, where I took a, a big favorite, was last week Kansas City, and they. Yeah, I didn't like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just matchup wise, you know, and and again, you know, we're going to get into these games in just a sec, but um, again, for for everybody new out there, I run analytics. I have eight different engines running to basically come up with a composite. When I go back and check, and if there's like one team that every single of those engines is is you know labeled a winner, then I I consider that a computer lock. 
Um, and I have several of those this week, um, but I also watch every single game in the NFL. And if something just doesn't jive, like for instance, mm-hmm. Kansas City last week, it didn't jive because I liked the matchup for Indianapolis. I'll just take it off the board. It's not like I would bet against it or anything. I'll just take it off the board. So I usually identify those as well. Uh, but Brad, you want to dig into the first game, man? You want to get going? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's have at it. All right, man. So um, actually, some of these lines, actually, one line came into our favor. One line has moved um, away from us, but it, it hasn't impacted our picks. It's only been like a half point here or there. Uh, first game on our list is da, 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 New Orleans plus one at Jacksonville. Brad and I are taking New Orleans. Brad, do you want to start with that one? Uh, I think New Orleans, you know, I, I, obviously I'm a Packer fan <clears throat> and I think they're really good um, being Green Bay, but I think New Orleans might be just a very, very complete team, you know, yeah. and uh, to go three and zero with uh, their backup. And I know he's a good backup, but nevertheless, you know, they took out Drew Brees yeah. You know, and <laughs> yeah. Hall of Famer Drew Brees, right? Hall of Famer Drew Brees, who's playing at a high level still, right? So they've gone three and zero without him, and, and they have beaten Seattle <laughs> in Seattle, yeah. mind you. Yeah, right. Uh, Dallas, I believe. Dallas, and, yes. And was Tampa, it, Bay, uh, Tampa Bay last week? Yeah. Okay, and they beat Tampa Bay, who mm. took out the Rams, and that they're not a dumpster fire by any means. So no, that's no. They can score. That's where I'm coming from. Yeah. yeah. They can yeah. score, man. And, and the game's not too big for Teddy. So that matters. Yeah. And, and you know, like, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so I look at the injury report, right? And um, first of all, this is kind of like, this is one of those, you were talking earlier in the week about a couple of these games. And this is one of those, when you see the lines come out, you're like, huh, really? Now, when I wrote down the score, I thought I was being clever, right? I thought the line would be, you know, just based on how things were going, I thought the line would have been... You know, New Orleans is on the road at Jacksonville. I would have guessed that the odds makers would have put that at New Orleans minus three. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, when I wrote yeah. down the score, I thought I wrote down New Orleans 22, Jacksonville 20. Now, my computers are unanimous on New Orleans. So you know, they like New Orleans a lot more than I do. I think this is going to be a closer game personally. But I was thinking that I was actually going to take Jacksonville in this before I wrote it. And then I saw it and I was like, New Orleans plus one. So, you know, that to me means like the sports books. We were talking about this on Get Paid. The sports books are seeing something that, we aren't seeing, and we have another game like this. I think the next one on our list again, oh, two games from now, and I'll I'll bring that up this point up as well. You know, it's one of those games that it's almost like the the entire betting community. You know, they're going to lay money on on New Orleans, and this is just one of those things that you know is is Vegas really just trying to dupe us into taking New Orleans here? Do they think Jacksonville's going to win by a field goal? Are they trying well, to get maybe, all of our money? Maybe, because yeah. that's what they do, right? That I is mean, what they do. And that's why that yeah, there's there's a reason if you go to Vegas, they have so many freaking awesome casinos there. It's because <laughs> suckers like buildings. us. I mean, listen, it's it's the perfect storm, really. Yeah. Like, when everybody gets so high on a team, that's usually when they, you know, falter, take a step back. We see it constantly, yeah. you know? Yeah, and you and I, Brad, for that, for actually for that reason, I actually thought, mm-hmm. and you thought too, we both took Tampa. It was one of our one of our losses. I think it was our only, no, no, no. We actually took Jacksonville last week to cover against Carolina, uh-huh. and then we took Tampa Bay to not get it. So we've actually reversed it on these two teams. We're going to take um, New Orleans this year. But it's just like one of those karma things. I'm wondering if really just the, the football betting gods are really just waiting to kick us in the balls, but... Probably. But they're always they're always waiting. They're always yeah. waiting. They're always waiting to kick somebody in the nuts. Maybe maybe yeah. it's gonna be us this week. No, but I, I think I'm with you though. I mean, I think that um here's what Jacksonville's gonna do. They're gonna try to establish the run with Fournette as they should. Uh New Orleans has a strong run defense. To me, it's whether or not can Lattimore match up with DJ Chark, their huge six four wide receiver who Gardner Minshew loves to throw to. I think Lattimore can shut him down. They just shut down what, like 
six foot nine Mike Evans or however tall he is. Was he six six or something like that? Um, I think they can shut down the two primary weapons. So it's going to be a lot of D.D. Westbrook and Chris Conley. I think. I think Fournette will do okay, but I just don't see him doing enough to basically do this. Now this could be the game that New Orleans falls flat. I do think. I do think it's coming. I just think that this week getting a point that's too tantalizing for me to pass up for us to pass up. Really, my computers are there. So New Orleans, it is. That's one of the six. Next game on our list, Brad. Um, we both like this one. This one is Phil. Well, we both like all of them, right? Philadelphia plus three at Minnesota. Brad, you want to start? Oh, I like this one a lot. And um, <clears throat> I don't, obviously, we don't like Kirk, Kirk. Kirk. Cousins. Kirk. Kirk. No, and, you don't uh, like Kirk. I don't mind Kirk, but uh, I, you know what? I liked him when he was in Washington. It, him in Minnesota, there's just something off there, right? It's just. Yes, You've never Kirk, been a fan. Yeah. You've always not disliked Kirk Cousins. I I like him. I think he has value. But once he got that big contract and like all the expectations that come with that, come with suddenly Kirk Cousins, he's just not such a nice story anymore. You know. Well, yeah. Well, that's what yeah. bothers me. He's not the guy. You know, he shouldn't be uh, premiered as the guy, and he thinks he's the guy. I don't know. It, it's a personal thing, I think, and uh, and I think there's some some tension with Stefan Diggs, and I don't think that's going to equal them playing very well. And um, Philly, I believe, is the real deal. You know, they're going to be in the playoffs, I would have to assume. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I like Phil- Wentz. Yeah, man, Wentz is good. I like Philly. My, my problem with Philly is that their passing defense is susceptible, but but that's not Minnesota's strength right now. Um, so this is going to be a game plan where Minnesota is going to basically have to throw for yardage. The interesting thing here is you mentioned Diggs. I actually think Diggs is going to get in the end zone this week. So if you're a daily uh-huh. fantasy player or a fantasy player, I actually think he's a start this week. Um, analytically speaking, like I'm not talking about name value. I'm talking purely analytics. They, they like this matchup because Philadelphia, similar to Washington, but not as bad as Washington, Philadelphia gives yardage up to basically that secondary receiver um i do think that uh, Diggs has himself a game this game but i don't believe that kirk cousins can outduel uh, carson wentz i do think that philadelphia is going to make it hard for uh, dalvin cook i don't think that you can shut down dalvin cook at this point but you can slow him up and He's i think very excellent yeah so like philadelphia is almost like new orleans defensively to me you know they're both giving up a little bit more yardage than they had in previous seasons but they're both formidable still against the run i would say philly's better against the run at this point than new orleans is but both very good and um you know, uh, uh, Carson Wentz, like Nor- Philly to me is better than New Orleans, I think. Um, but long term, when Breeze comes back, I think New Orleans will be the better team. But regardless, I think Philly is far and away better than Minnesota. I think that they lost two games basically because their entire pass catching, including tight ends, were injured. They had, you know, they were picking guys up and like off the practice squad and starting them. So, you know, with, when Alshon Jeffrey came back, they they won two games in a row. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is still doubtful, but between Deshaun Jackson and Zach Ertz with Aguilar, um, I think Hollins is his name, and then they got Goddard. They're going to be fine. I think Miles Sanders in the screen game gets into the end zone this week. I like him a little bit more. But I just think matchup-wise, Philly, um, as good as Minnesota is, I love their defense. Um, I, like, I love their talent, but Kirk Cousins is going to have to win this game, and I don't think he can do it against uh, Philadelphia, who is, by the way, pretty familiar with him schematically because, uh, you know, what to do to frustrate him because of his time in Washington in that division. So Philadelphia getting three points and being the superior team with the superior quarterback and the uh, the superior um, coaching, in my opinion. But I love Zimmer. Don't get me wrong. I just think Peterson's just a little better. Um, I'll, I'll take Philly. I'll take. I like him in all three phases there. Um, for my, yeah. Uh, next one on the list, Brad. One of these um, quote unquote Vegas trap games here. We you you had a nice um, 
a nice segment when we did the Seattle versus Cleveland um, talk. You kind of flirted with the idea of taking Cleveland at Seattle minus one and a half at Cleveland, uh, but we're both taking Seattle. Um, let me start with this one. So Carolina, or I'm sorry, Cleveland. Um, Cleveland is at a point now where I've given up entirely on Freddie Kitchens' ability to get the most out of this team. Yeah. I am um, not. This isn't a reaction to what we saw on um, on Monday Night Football. Brad and I, if you watched this episode last week, we called it. I mean, we basically said exactly what was going to happen and laid out the script of this game. Um, you know, San Francisco's defensive line was too much to handle. Uh, Freddie Kitchens went away from the run. San Francisco ran and ran and ran, and that's it. That was the ball game, and uh, that's what we saw. And this week, I think Seattle is a very similar team with a better quarterback. Um, maybe not as good of, as, of a defensive line, maybe not as good of a secondary, but I think that um, Seattle's run game, maybe not as good as San Francisco's, but strong. Russell Wilson is strong. The receivers for Seattle are better than Russell Wilson has ever had. I do think that Kitchens once away, or once again, it just runs away from the uh, from the running game. No pun intended. There, um, you know, if Seattle goes up a touchdown or two early, Chubb is going to end up with 15 carries and 90 yards, a six yard <clears throat> yeah. per carry average, and then not getting the ball enough. And for whatever reason, it drives me crazy. I have probably 10 videos on this out, out there this week. For some reason, when they want to go to the passing game, you want to abandon the run. Fine. But it's not like you have to abandon the player. Nick Chubb is a weapon, dude. Get him out in space. Put him out. Line him up as a wide receiver, um, like like the Rams did in years past with Todd Gurley. You know, get him out in the screen game. You can't dial up something interesting to get Chubb out in space. Come on, man. You got to do better than that. So when they get rid of him, then you can double up Odell Beckham. Then everything gets funneled over to Jarvis Landry. Baker Mayfield starts having to force things instead of let the game come to him. I just don't like the coaching staff. Uh, for Cleveland's sake, I think they need to make a change. Um, but that's not going to happen for a few weeks or even, you know, towards the end of the season. So there you go. That's my take. What do you think, Brad? Uh, I think the game is too big for, uh, for, for Freddy. what the hell's his name there? Freddie? No, Freddy. Baker. Baker? I think the game is, yeah. This, I think the game you mean is this game big. or the game? The game of football. No way. Come on now. You're, you're selling a Baker, are you? I never bought Baker stock. Uh, you're you're a tough guy to please with these quarterbacks. Haven't been a Green Bay fan and haven't walked into two Hall of Fame quarterbacks well, maybe, your entire maybe. life. Okay, okay. All so right. I, I this is this skewed. is to take everybody the the viewers out there to take you back to the argument that we had because I was a I was a if you notice this cup here this Redskins cup. Um, I I don't consider myself a Redskins fan at this point. I am a fan of the Get Paid podcast, so I vote for our bets regardless of you know I don't have any allegiance. There, I, again, episodes on this. I'm not going to go into it. Long story short, Dan Snyder has ruined my love for the for the Washington Redskins. But um, there was a time in recent history where I did root for the Redskins, and they had Kirk Cousins, and I thought that the Redskins should have extended him for 15 to 20 million when they had the opportunity, and they bungled it. And Brad and I would have this argument, and I say, Brad, this is very easy because your whole freaking life, you either had Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. For the you know you you younger Colts fans for now, a long time. That's not time. true. For two weeks, I had Don Mikowski. <laughs> for two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For two weeks. So don't, I know your pain. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Those, whole two weeks. Those whole two weeks. Yeah. Don Mikowski, <laughs> who in Tecmo Super Bowl, I think he's actually the starting quarterback there. Um, yeah, I bet he is. Yeah. So no, like you know, and and you young Colts fans who only know um, Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck before this Jacoby Brissett, who also, by the way, is is good in my opinion, very good. Um, you know, there are franchises like, let's say Chicago, for example, depending on your, your thoughts on Trubisky, uh, Minnesota for years outside of Culpepper. Um, you know, you could go work your way down the list. Um, 
Detroit I don't think that with Baker before Mayfield Stafford. is a starting quarterback in four years' time. So you don't think he'll start four years from now? You don't think he'll be a starter? Maybe even less. I just I don't see it happening. Um, hmm. I think he's he could be a great backup, man. But I, I don't think he's a big guy. I don't think he's got a great arm. I don't think he's got a good head about him. I don't know. I, think I don't know. Just... I, I I disagree. I mean, I kind of felt like that before he got drafted, and I came around on him. Um, I come around. I'm very stubborn. I come around to very few people. I do think he has it in him. I like the chip on the shoulder that he has. But I see I your like point. I, I do. I see your point, Brad. And you he know, played I, well I, against Baltimore. Every time I looked up, he was he yeah was picking his moments. I think and he's seeing clearly, but. My my whole thing with this, and you know, people are are dogging Baker Mayfield, and, and he's the way he acts and conducts himself in the media. He kind of leaves himself open to that kind of stuff, you know, because he's polarizing and he likes to be like provocative, and he loves the um, me versus you. Like he he likes to motivate himself that way. And I like that also. Yeah, and, and I he's don't a have bit a bit of a Kardashian though. You yeah, know, he's uh, just famous for you know, being I don't, Baker Mayfield. I don't. I, I mean, I, I don't really dog him for that, though. I, it really doesn't bother me. Like, what bugged me, again, I, I'm going back to my Washington days. What bugged me about, like, RG3 is he was always, like, on social media and, like, like it always just seemed like there was just, like, oh, everything had to be so freaking dramatic. I don't see that with Baker. Like, I feel like he's making it a little bit more dramatic, but not for the attention. I just feel like he's just being himself. So I don't, like, personality-wise, I'm not too too bad with he it. He is being himself. He's not fronting. Yeah. He's not putting out an act. Um, but that being said, I, I don't like who he is. So yeah, yeah. Just I mean, me. to each their own. And there's a lot of people yeah. that don't, I know all of Cleveland does. I think that he's good. I think that, I, I mean, I, let me say this. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I think what they need to do is give him some support and the support that he needs is a nice run game and a better play caller. And I don't think Freddie Kitchens is it. My whole thing about Cleveland right now. As much as everybody's dumping on uh, Baker Mayfield, and it's the same thing with the Rams right now. Everybody's dumping on Todd Gurley in the offensive line. It's the coaching, in my opinion, in both cases. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, and yes, Sean McVay, I know it's like, <gasps> Sean McVay, you can't, you can't say anything about, about Sean McVay. But Sean McVay, I'm sorry, but like Bill Belichick basically neutered him. I think he's walking. I don't think he can get, I, think he's, I, I don't think he can get an erection anymore. Truly. I think, I, think, I think every time he's about ready to make love, he thinks of Bill Belichick just shutting him out in the first half, and he just he gets the shivers and just like pulls the cover over his head. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow, baby. I'm sorry. Seriously, like ever since Bill Belichick was just like, hey, I'm the GOAT, he just walked around. Bill Belichick's like prancing around. Eating tin cans because he's the GOAT, brother. He is the GOAT. He's the GOAT. Man. You can't, can't, you can't beat that. the freaking guy. I, I think I could, though. Let me say this. I think I could beat him. You give me – I don't want this job, but if you give me 20 hours a day and I worked five years straight and I had the talent, I think I could lock horns with that guy. Okay. Okay. You know no, I'm full of it. I'm full of it. But I like to think that I can. I like I to think that you, I can. Sean. You could do it. You could do anything. Well, I feel like I could at least get 10 in the first half. You give me 10 in the first half, right? Nah. He'd fuck you up. <laughs> what? You're right. You're right. All right. You're right. I'm wrong. You're good looking. Yeah. I have a beard. Yeah. I'm bald. Yeah. I hide it under my head. I get it. I'm glad you're coming around. Yeah. You're right. Bill, he's so good. I hate him. He's so good. I hate him. Um. So anyway, yeah, we're, we're heavy on Seattle. It's nothing really to talk about there. Uh, what else we got? Next game, fourth game on our list. San Francisco, the line has shifted uh, away from us. The San Francisco is three points. Uh, San Francisco plus three at the Rams. They were three and a half. We're taking the 49ers. Brad, do you want to start? Yeah, I think the 49ers look fantastic, man. They, they have a great running game, and Garofalo is, what, 14 as a two as a, as a starter or something like that? Oh, I, I don't mean, know. 
it's something like a slightly worse than Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that team has really come around, man, and, and uh, yeah. I'll be pulling for them regardless of whether or not I bet their way. I think, and plus we get a half point, don't we? We get that juice. Not anymore. It's down to three. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Still, yeah. I dig it. What yeah, say you? Yeah, I, I agree. I think the Rams win this in a squeaker, and only because I think I just have a hard time believing that the Rams are going to be um, you know, 0 and 3 in their last three. I just have a hard time believing it. But the San Francisco team matches up well with the Rams. Uh, they're going to be able to run the ball, like you said. I think they will have to pass, but Garoppolo is good enough to get the pass done. I do want to see the San Francisco 49ers receiving core. I like Debo Samuel. I like Marquise Goodwin. Uh, obviously, Kittle's great. Um, and they, they're like four deep at running back. Um, but I, I do think the Rams will get it done at home, but I think it's too close to the game. Three points, I think it's too much. I think this is a 28-27, 30-28, just like we saw on Thursday night with the Rams last week. Right, One right. way or another, the field goal is going to take it. So I think at worst, it's a push for us. That three and a half was a little better because I thought that half point was, you know, that was a slam dunk. But it makes me a little, uh, a little more anxious. But hey, it's still a field goal, so I feel okay. Um... You know, I, I just – I don't know what else to say, really. I do think that McVay is going to figure it out. I have faith in him. Unlike Freddie Kitchens, I think McVay will figure it out. The offensive line, that's always stuff that you can figure out later in the season. as the Because they have, like, two – I think two more new offensive linemen. Those guys have to gel. That takes a little bit of time. The starters weren't really playing a lot in the preseason. But I'm sick of saying that for the Rams. We're, we're in week six now. They yeah, better get it going. Right. They better get it going. Right. But I do right. think the Rams will be four and two. I do think they'll win, but it's going to be too close. Three points is too much. I'll take San Francisco there. Uh, next game, Brad. We have uh, Sunday night football. This is the one I came around on. Um, Pittsburgh is now plus seven. They were six and a half. Now it's a full touchdown at the Chargers. We're taking Pittsburgh. Now I personally, my gut, my eyes tell me the Chargers will cover this game. But my computer is so far on the side of Pittsburgh and your Pittsburgh that we're going to go ahead and include it in this picks. I'm not personally wagering my money on this game like I will yeah. with the other ones. But this uh, this game is on our pick six. It's an official pick six pick. I'm just not betting on it, so I want everybody out there to know. Um, but, Brad, why don't you talk about it because you feel a little bit more strongly about Pittsburgh and, and Los Angeles. Uh, I wouldn't say I feel strongly. You know, this this might be my least favorite bet, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, um, I do think that Tomlin is a good coach, and um, I don't think they're going to get blown out. I don't, you know, I, I don't feel like he's lost the locker room. I mean, do you think he has? No, no. Yeah, yeah. I think they can compete, and um, <clears throat> I think that the, the Chargers are a little bit chaotic and sporadic right now. So um, I think it can be competitive. I think seven points is a little bit too much for my liking. Yeah. Um, I- Seven points is a lot, especially if Pittsburgh has talent. It all comes down to you know how effective can Mason Rudolph be. I know he's coming off a concussion. I believe he's going to play. He's probably questionable. I haven't even checked in on that. Um, obviously, if it's a third string quarterback, you know I, I would I would even go so far as to bet the Chargers if it's the third string quarterback. Mm. But you know I, I want to see Pittsburgh involve um, James Conner more um, to open some more things up that deep passing game. Uh, James Washington is out. Deontay Johnson, I think, is a great waiver pickup and play. I think Johnson has a chance to get a touchdown. I think Smith Schuster will get in the end zone. I think you know it'll be a nice um, high scoring game. I could see um, I could see thirty to twenty Chargers. Honestly, wouldn't shock me if I saw thirty to twenty Steelers in this game. So seven points, I'll take it and just you know roll the dice. But like I said, I'm not actually going to bet on it. Last game on the list for us, Brad, the sixth and final game, Monday Night Football. It is Detroit. The line has moved in our favor. It's now Detroit plus four. 
at Green Bay. It was four and a half. Brad and I are taking Green Bay. You have a helmet over your right shoulder, Brad, stage left. Tell me about Green Bay, why they're going to beat Detroit. Uh, I think it's about time that Green Bay puts one together. Um, Offense, defense. Well, I mean, they actually did last week in Dallas. Yeah. And, you know, the the points that Dallas got at the end of that game, that wasn't real football. That was more like Green Bay trying not to, you know – just to kill the clock, and you know how it gets weird, right? Um, but when it came down to playing, they dominated that game, and I think they get a little better this week. And uh, at home on a Monday night, I think they, they make it happen. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, Detroit coming off the bye week, I'm not super comfortable with that. But, you know, the Lambo Monday night thing, Aaron Rodgers, I don't think that they've gotten the run game and the pass game going all at the same time. Like, you see Jones went off, um, like, uh, last week. But Rodgers didn't have a great – I think they'll do it. I know Devontae Adams is um, is questionable at this point. If he plays, I think he's going to have a nice game. I, I agree with you. I think they're going to be able to put it together. Um, and so there's really not much more for me to say about that. No disrespect to Detroit. I like what Detroit's yeah. doing. They had a hell of a game against Kansas City before the bye week, so we know what they are. We know what they can play. But I like that this Packers team can play defense and can run the ball. So I'm a lot higher than I, than I um, have been on the Packers in recent seasons. So that's all good. Um, so Brad, I think I'm going to go quickly over the, uh, the pick six, uh, daily fantasy budget plays real quick. I don't know if you want to, if you have any, um, um, teasers that you like, if you don't, that's cool, but I'm going to go through the, uh, the pick six for it. So quarterback, I do uh, one quarterback, two, um, two running backs, two receivers and a tight end. My quarterback this week is Gardner Minshew at plus 5,000. Uh, playing New Orleans, I think he actually has a nice game. I think he'll you know, be able to move the pocket, scramble a little bit. I also think he'll be able to hit DJ Chark for a touchdown or two, even though, yes, we are taking New Orleans in that game. I do think Gardner Minshew has a nice game. Um, and also, um, it's a little out of order here, but DJ Chark is 5,500. Look, dude, this guy, the guy's 6'4". He puts up big numbers every week. Buy him. Uh, he's a great value there. Uh, running back on my list... Um, Williams from Kansas City. Um, for something, I'm thinking D'Angelo. It's not D'Angelo. It's, uh, gosh, Damien, for crying out loud. Damien Williams at 4,800, um, I think is good. I think, uh, you know, he got back in there last week. LaShawn McCoy was nowhere to be seen. He is the running back. He had a target in the end zone. He'll get in the end zone this week, I think, um, against Houston. It's going to be a high-scoring game. 4,800 in the Kansas City offense for a guy that draws passing targets from Mahomes. 4,800, I'll take it. Uh, Miles Sanders at 4,200. Uh, Philadelphia playing Minnesota. I think he'll be utilized in the screen game. I think Miles Sanders gets in the end zone. While I still think Jordan Howard gets more of the short yardage and the goal line carries, I think Miles Sanders finds the end, this, end zone this week. 4,200. I will take that as a bargain play. Uh, Sutton from um, wide receivers now from from Denver at 5,000. I have him projected to get one to two touchdowns in his game against t- Tennessee. Um, that is pending Emmanuel Sanders. If Emmanuel Sanders doesn't play, I don't feel as good. Uh, Cortland Sutton needs Emmanuel Sanders to play to open some things up for him. Um, so I'm assuming as Sanders is in, I like Cortland Sutton, who, by the way, is also questionable. I mentioned Chark. And then um, Seals Jones, tight end, Cleveland. I like him. I you know Cleveland, they're playing Seattle. Seattle's been diced up by tight ends all season. If Freddie Kitchens can do his job and, and find the opportunity in this offense, we know he's going to have Baker Mayfield throwing the ball. Seals Jones has already come down, I believe, with a touchdown um, in his short stint with Cleveland. Um, you know, this could go to Demetrius Harris, but I think Seals Jones is my better candidate to get um, a touchdown, find the end zone 
uh, and he's only at 3,300. So there's a whole list of budget plays. If you do want um, the full list of my uh, my score projections, um, if you play Daily Fantasy, I highly suggest it. Uh, there's a link, um, or sorry, an email address. It's functionalsportsaholic at gmail.com. Just check the show notes. It's going to be in below in the description, um, so you can check it out there. And then that takes me through that. Brad, do you have any teasers, or do you not like anything this week? Uh, the teasers will return next week. Okay. And when they're juicy and prime. Yeah, there's no – sometimes the best bet to make is the bet you don't make, as I say sometimes. Right. So if there's no value out there, then uh, there's no sense in, in forcing our way into it. No sense in forcing our way into a bet like Freddie Kitchens is forcing his way into a pass-heavy offense, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, so that's another episode. That's the pick six. Go out, make some bets. Get paid. <laughs>